Window World, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at windowskansascity.com. There's really only two kinds of stories that you see or hear, whether it's consuming through television, radio, podcasts, or social media. The two categories of stories, really, that get people's attention, that get people talking, are massive, ongoing stories that have become such big stories that people can't not talk about them. One of those, obviously, would be something like Joe Biden having dementia or his, you know, his age-related fade, if that's what we want to call it, or things like the massive surge at the border and everybody coming across and all these different things that are happening. When you see these pictures of thousands of people coming across at one time, we know what big stories are. Our big stories are are uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are a big, big story. There's so many things going on. Everybody in America is talking about Kansas City. We spent a couple of days in Phoenix last weekend, and we were listening to local radio out there, and not sports radio so much, but when the you know the personalities on the music stations are talking and whatnot, they're talking about Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, the Kansas City Chiefs. We want the Bills to win. You know, we're tired of this or whatever may be the case. There are certain things that's in everybody's mind because it's such a big story. There's also the story that you see it happen, and it's so unique. It's such a one-of-a-kind thing that everybody goes, oh, my God, did you see that? Something like, let's say the the door that you didn't know was a door blowing off the Boeing 737-9 airplane, 900 airplane last week for Alaska Airlines, that they had sealed over a door, reconfigured the inside of the airplane to add more seats and not have an exit row there, and they got up at altitude and whoosh, things just get sucked out of the airplane. Like, who knew? They covered up doors and modified them to make a couple more bucks on airliners. Like, not many people knew that. And they saw that story and they thought, oh, my God, what would you do if you're on an airplane and part of the side of the fuselage just gets sucked out and blows out? And so that was a really, really unique story. And a lot of people were talking about it. What frustrates me is when something really big and important gets stuck in the middle and nobody pays attention, that it's not an isolated incident, but we don't have thousands of things all at once or dozens of things all at once, that it's like a, some sort of an epidemic, that they, they're not just like, it's not just an everyday occurrence, or at least it's not reported as an everyday occurrence, because I'm certain that in this category, there is some sort of crime occurring in this category every day in the United States, but they're all to a varying degree. I came across a story on Monday of Tammy Nobles, who's a mom in Maryland, and she has filed a suit against Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security, a $100 million lawsuit against DHS. Now, lawsuits against the government don't really work out very well. They don't. There's an awful lot of, I'm not a lawyer, but there's an awful lot of law on the books that says you can't do this, you can't do that to your federal government, that they have this well, we know. They obviously had the stranglehold on us. They wouldn't be doing the things that they do to all of us. Tammy Nobles had a daughter named Kayla. She was autistic. She was raped and murdered by an MS-13 gang member that was allowed in the country in an open border, sent to Maryland, had gang tattoos, identifiable gang tattoos, on his arms, on his person, and was on a government list of MS-13 members from El Salvador. They either never checked him out, which seems impossible, or didn't care. 
This is someone who was processed and let go. Not someone who sneaked in. They're like, oh, we never had an encounter with him anywhere at the border. So this is someone who was processed and let go. And he's been arrested. He's in jail now. And literally, all they had to do was look for a tattoo on his arm or check the database for his name, and he's gone. He's known as an MS-13 gang member, a violent criminal, and back to El Salvador he goes. But no, 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 not in Biden's America. That doesn't happen. And what eventually happens is his man goes from Texas to Maryland, where goodness knows how many women he raped along the way. A lot of rape victims don't come forward. A lot of them are silent, whatever. Kayla's autistic... He rapes her and murders her. And the mother, this was two years ago, the mother has now come forward. She said she had no idea as a mom at the time that people were even coming into the country that were illegal. Now, this is, you know, the crime certainly is not on her, but it's on her. It's on every American to know what's going on if you care. And if you eventually become a victim of someone coming in, Why do you think so many conservatives are screaming about this and trying to stop this? There must literally be tens of thousands of crimes committed by the, well, the Biden administration says they've allowed 6.2 million in under Joe Biden. That number's low. That number's low. That's the ones they admit that have walked in. So we have a new 6.2 million illegals in America, which is probably double or maybe triple that. Most of them, we have no idea who they are, where they're from, what they're doing. You know, we talk about the the ones that we categorize, that we see, and then there's the gotaways. What about the sneak-ins? We've got hundreds that we've detained on the terror watch lists, terrorists that have come in. If we have hundreds from the watch list, how many thousands have gotten in that are terrorists that we just haven't stopped and they're in here and they're plotting? This is an absolute disaster. And this story makes me want to cry that this mother had an autistic daughter and we had in our grasp an MS-13 ganger from El Salvador with tattoos on him and in the database, do not let this person walk freely in the United States. We let him walk freely and we get him to Maryland. And what does he do in Maryland? He does what he's always done. He finds girls, he rapes them. There was probably a struggle here of some sort and he kills her. The fact that this story doesn't get any attention, and not just this story, there's others. There are plenty of other murders, deaths, rapes, violent crimes, robberies, carjackings. This stuff is going on everywhere. But apparently it's not enough. It's not a shocking, uh uh-oh, one person has died because of illegal immigration. If, If there was no crime problem ever from this, and one person died, people would go, oh my God, that was an illegal, that person should have been in the country, we got to change this. If it's every single day somebody is dying or getting raped, and these stories are being covered properly, and they're put out there for American people to see, there would be outrage over time, just as there's outrage over time with all the people coming in. But we don't really have that, or don't see that either. So it is stuck somewhere in the middle, And what we have, the most sickening, disturbing part of this entire thing is, what we have is we have apathy toward the crime. We sit here in a big, broad umbrella, and we say, we've got to stop this going on the border because of all the crime that's coming in. But if you haven't personally felt it, like I knew a guy named Bob Berry Jr. He was a broadcaster in Oklahoma City. 
He did the Oklahoma games. He was a TV guy. When I was in TV, um, we'd go to the all the Big 8, Big 12 tournaments, um, NCAA tournaments and stuff, and, and I'd talk to Bob Barry all the time. Bob Barry, his dad, Bob Barry Sr., was an Oklahoma legend. Bob Barry Jr. Became, was becoming a legend. And this has been several years ago. This is before Joe Biden. I think this is probably Obama's years. Bob Barry Jr. is one of the first people that had one of these kind of scooter things, like the not, not really an electric bike, but he's out on his scooter at like 4 o'clock on a Sunday, and he gets smashed into by a drunk driver, a wasted freaking driver in Oklahoma, hammers him on his bike and kills him. Turns out the drunk, wasted driver was illegal. He's just driving around. No license, no home, no identification, no nothing. Just an illegal dude in here all jacked up on drugs and alcohol, smashes into a beloved figure in Oklahoma and kills him. That'll, that'll teach, that'll, that'll get to you. That'll teach me something about this issue. So when I first started looking at the immigration issue, I'm like, okay, great. We need people in here. We can use more people in America. We're not repopulating properly. I get that. We got to vet these people. We got to bring the right people in. We need to find people that are productive and add to society. Salvador Perez, good. Drunk driver in Oklahoma killing Bob Barry, bad. See where I'm going with this? And yet, we've just gotten numb to all of it. You can Google search these things, and you can find dozens of deaths, wrongful deaths, murders, rapes, violent crimes, whatever, from illegals in this country. It's happening every day. Somebody today is at least going to get robbed by somebody who shouldn't be here. They do smash and grabs. They break into houses. We had our company at a house in Surprise, Arizona, way back when the Royals first started training in Surprise, Arizona. There were no hotel rooms there. It was very difficult to cover spring training. We covered it for six weeks, and we would send different teams of show hosts and stuff down there. So we made the decision to buy a house in Surprise, Arizona as a company, some of the partners. We bought the house. The company used it, rented it back from us at that time, and we had it there. I don't think I'm sharing a story that would make Jack Harry mad. Jack Harry one time says, hey, that house in Surprise, I'm thinking about going on vacation with his pretty grown kids. They were teenagers, I think, at the time. My wife and my two kids, can we use the house in Arizona? We want to go out, play a little golf, relax in the sun. This was not during spring training. I don't know what time of year it was. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the fall. It might have been like October. I said, sure, Jack, it's all yours. We really appreciate what you do for us. Jack and his family on a Sunday evening loaded up the car, got in the car, and left for dinner. Some illegals were watching the house. When they left for dinner, they smashed the glass door. One person walked in pushed the garage door button to open the garage. Another person drove around the block, backed a van in, backed the truck in, okay? They were in there like six minutes. They stole everything they could in six minutes. This is the creepy part. This is the creepiest part, and this is why police authorities said these are illegals. They only stole stuff that they could mail home in the United States mail, U.S. Postal Service. They didn't take, like back in those days, the Bose Wave radio was a big deal. They didn't take that. They didn't really take electronics, a couple computer things. They didn't take that. They stole all of Jack's daughter's clothes and underwear and everything. They left his golf shirts and stuff alone. Like he had golf shirts. He had plenty of nice clothes in there, golf shirts hanging in. They left all his stuff alone. They took all the women's stuff. And the police told us at the time, well, these were illegals that are here working. They broke in and stole everything they could for their wives and daughters. 
assuming that these people didn't have sons. They mail it up. They box it up. They go to the post office and they mail it back to Mexico. And we just do this for them. Jack was terrified. His family was afraid. We got him into a hotel. We put, you know, the wood board plywood up over the door until the door could be fixed. This is what happens. That, that's, a, that's a minor crime. These people were not violent. They were never going to confront the people in the house that was not, that was not, they were not interested in that. All they wanted to do was smash and grab. But it's happening every day. And it's people that are illegal that we don't know who they are and they're walking among us. And we just, we've gotten into this malaise. We don't really seem to care. We don't. We get fixated on the number of people in. And every now and then, you'll come across a story like Tammy Nobles that's suing Department of Homeland Security for $100 million, whose daughter was autistic and raped and murdered by an MS-13 gang member who we easily could have stopped if we had just tried to stop at the border and sent back to El Salvador. And we don't. And somehow, Tammy Noble's lawsuit on behalf of her daughter, wrongful death, negligence by Department of Homeland Security and Health and Human Services, doesn't even get any play. Most of you listening right now had no idea this story even happened. The second I came across this story, it just, like a light bulb in my head, I said it dawned on me. So there's tomorrow's monologue. There it is right there. Why don't we cover this? Why don't we pay attention to this? Why is this not a big story? You're not seeing this story anywhere. It is astounding to me that this is not the front page of the immigration story, that Tammy Nobles is not the poster person, or Kayla, her daughter, who's no longer with us, isn't really like the poster child. We know what that term means. Why isn't Kayla the face of this issue? How can any American stand by and think it's okay what we're doing at the border when they hear the story of Kayla, an autistic girl raped and murdered by MS-13 gang member? It's astounding to me. Here's another one that will probably get a bigger headline. Honestly, we now have a homeless dog problem at the border. Are you ready for this? This story gets no play. We have thousands and thousands of dogs being held at the border. Fenced in, they're taking care of them for now, but they're trying to find homes for them. So we allow illegals from MS-13 to come in. We don't properly check them and stop them. They rape and murder an autistic kid, but if that MS-13 member came with a dog, we detain the dog and don't allow it to roam freely in America. We don't allow the dogs in. Why are we not getting this story out there for Americans in this election year? Gang members, terrorists, welcome to America. Dogs locked up in the pen. You can't make that up. What are we worried about? Rabies? Worried about somebody getting bit by a dog? Most of them who are domesticated pets coming over, by the way, not going to bite anybody. That's what we're detaining? That's what we won't allow in the country? Is the dogs? <sighs> Boy, we got a real problem on our hands. I got a little clip for you here that I saw on X formerly known as Twitter, this is Marco Rubio. Sometimes Marco Rubio impresses me. Sometimes he really does impress me. Not always. He's got some shortcomings. We know what some of those are. But there are times that Marco Rubio really impresses me. And he's walking in a hallway, 
and there's a lady standing there in pink, and there's somebody filming with an iPhone. This lady's got a microphone, and she wants a ceasefire in Gaza. She's had it. She knows that kids are dying, children are dying in Gaza, and that the Hamas is you know, basically using kids and families and whatever as shields, human shields, but it's, they're getting killed. So she wants a ceasefire, and there's some nobility to wanting a ceasefire. I, I've got no issue with somebody who wants to make an argument, let's have a ceasefire and a negotiation. But remember, this was negotiated. <laughs> Gaza was negotiated. That was done. Hamas broke that on October 7th. So Rubio's walking down the hallway, and she's going to confront him. And he takes over. And he's like, oh, are you filming this? I hope you are. He's like, and he just, this is only about 40 seconds long. It's not long. This is as good as it gets from Marco Rubio. Senator Rubio, will you call for No, I will not. On the contrary. Are you filming it? I want you guys to get this. I want them to destroy every element of Hamas they can get their hands on. These people are vicious animals who did horrifying crimes. And I hope you guys post that. And that's what about position. the civilians that I blame are being Hamas. killed every day? Hamas should stop hiding behind civilians, putting civilians in the way. Hamas knew that this was going to lead to this. So Hamas should stop building their military installations underneath hospitals. So you don't care that 15,000 have died? You don't care about the babies that are I being care. killed every day? I think it's horrifying. Day. I think it's yeah. terrible, and I think Hamas is 100% to blame. That's what I think. Make sure you post that, please. All right, there you go. Post that thing. Rubio says, ask me these questions. I'll answer it and post it. That's exactly right. And it ties in with what I was saying about the first story at the border. Somebody, please come ask these people about this. When they do it, say the right things. Inform America. Do it in the best way possible, succinctly, as Marco Rubio did right there. That sealed, that just sewed the whole thing up in a nutshell. Perfect. Perfectly stated on why he doesn't want a ceasefire in Gaza. I get it. I totally get it. All right, there's a new poll out there, Real Clear Politics, that says RFK Jr. has a higher favorability rating than Donald Trump or Joe Biden. That's not surprising. People who haven't been president are going to have higher favorability ratings. That's just the way it is. We Presidents get low favorability ratings because you just get worn out. You get tired of them. But that's not the best part of this poll. I don't know what this means or whether Trump would even consider this. They asked people in this poll, what if Trump's running mate is RFK Jr.? And 61% said they will vote for Trump. What? We're talking about a Reagan-esque landslide here, where he maybe has a chance to carry things like Illinois, New York, California. 61% nationwide total landslide if RFK Jr. is his running mate. Now, we never see that in polling. You never see, we always make a big deal about the vice president, but ultimately it doesn't do anything for you. It, it can't hurt you because Biden won with Kamala Harris, right? It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't help you. It just is what it is. Mike Pence, bleh, boring. I've got my own ideas. To me, it would be if you, if you could go out and get somebody like Vivek, he's so young. He's the person of color. If that matters to people, which I got, I hope it doesn't, but maybe it does. The age thing certainly does. It's okay to have age discrimination in America. We've determined that. You can't fat shame somebody, but you can shame somebody for being too old. That's for sure. And you can be a young person and say, well, we got to have a young person in here. You can do that. That's allowed in America. We can be discriminatory by age. You can be an ageist. It's the only ist left. Ageism is okay. So Vivek would check that. But my thing would be Vivek, could just go out like Trump has developed this tone right now where he's being pretty calm. If you guys notice this, 
He's being pre- presidential. Vivek could go be his cage rattler, right? His pit bull. He could be that guy. And the media will clamor for that. It'll get him ratings. He says all kinds of stuff that just is going to drive the left insane. But it's stuff that young people will see. He'll get the message across to people who will not listen to Trump. I think he could be different. I think he could be helpful. I think it might be a waste to have him as vice president, not chief of staff or something like that, but whatever. But we're throwing around names like Ben Carson. Come on. That just sounds awful. How milk toast is that? Dude, that guy's boring. I love Ben Carson, but he's just so boring. No. No a debate between Ben Carson and Kamala Harris. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. Cut through the clutter. Find somebody with a message and get it out there. But what if you're Trump? You're America first. Kennedy clearly still has some liberal leanings to him. Some things that he doesn't like about Republicans. But I would say RFK Jr. is more Republican than Democrat at this point. I think that's pretty well established. And if you're looking at polling and your own internal polling says, if you put him on the ticket, you got 61% of the vote. How do you not put him on the ticket? This is nefarious. This is bad. This is dirty dealings. But it's what the Democrats do. If that's what gets Trump elected, guess what? Trump can fire him. (laughs) They can get rid of him two years in and go with someone else. Just see how it goes. I mean, he didn't really like Pence much. But he didn't fire him, didn't get rid of him, right? I'm sure there's a chain of, there's a way, there's a chain of command. I'm not sure that, I'm I'm not a historian here. I don't understand all the law, whether that's something Trump could just flat do or whether it has to pass through Congress or whatever. But you can get your VP out. That isn't hard. There's a way to do that. There's a a function for that. But if if this is true, if you really thought 61% of the vote would go Trump with RFK on the ticket, how does he not take him? He's not planning on dying. You're going to get the White House. Let everybody run again in four years. How do you not do it? All right, KKHI is brought to you by my friends at bstock.net in Olathe. 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe is where you can pull up in your SUV or your truck and get a great television, a computer, a laptop. They got all kinds of cool stuff. Vizio is 25% off right now. Lenovo ThinkPad L14s are just $399. Brand new, factory sealed from Lenovo. Those are tremendous laptops. And they've got great deals on Samsung TVs for the big game coming up on Sunday. How about an 85-inch TU7000 for just $899? That is $400 off retail. Or a step above, the Q60B 85-inch is $999. There it is. It's all at bstock.net online or visit them at 14680 South Flaming Road. Back Nine Development is Kansas City's custom home builder. Back Nine Development also works in rural areas. So anywhere around Kansas City within a couple of hours, if you've got some land and you're thinking about building, Back Nine Development is somebody you really should speak with. It's not a lock that your idea and dream is a perfect match with TJ's, but I'll tell you what, this guy really knows what he's doing. If you want to see the quality work that he does, it's all online at backninedevelopment.com. You can see his portfolio right there. Or call TJ and say, I'd like to set up a meeting, TJ. 785-236-0161. If you're a developer at heart or you're looking at projects or you're looking at investing in real estate and real estate projects, call TJ. He's got a lot of different groups and things going on where they are developments taking place. And I'm sure he'd love to hear from you if you're like to be an investor or this is something you're interested in doing, call TJ. 785-236-0161. 
236-0161, back9development.com. And Advantage Termite and Pest Control is online at AdvantageTPC.com. Aaron Walcott and his family have a wonderful family-owned business. We had his, I think it was his nephew, was the tech out here last time they came by our house. It was his nephew, just the greatest young guy ever. Looked like he was 16, but they tell us he's 22 and he's learning the business. And it's it really, truly is a family business. And if you're going to eventually be part of the family business and maybe be management or run it or something like that, isn't it awesome that when you're really young, you're like, you're going out to the houses, man. Get back in the woods where the Keatsmans are. Make sure there's no ticks back there and come spray around their house and get in there and do the dirty work. I love that. That is the way to run a family business. AdvantageTPC.com, 913-768-8989. All right, some local stories or regional stories in this case. These are bizarre. This story, I didn't talk much about this on January 7th. The Chiefs played the Chargers that day. And a guy named Jordan Willis in the Northland had friends over for the game. The game ended, you know, their party ended, whatever. He goes to bed. The next day, everybody's looking for three people that were at his party. And they can't find them. Three men. They try to reach Jordan. Nobody can reach Jordan. Nobody reaches Jordan until Tuesday when the fiance of one of the men that's missing knocks on the door. And she kind of bursts her way through. And goes out to the backyard, and they call police, where they find three dead bodies. Have you heard this story? Well, it's getting national play now because a lawyer for one of the victims is speaking out, and so is a mother of one of the victims. They're saying none of this adds up. The police say there is absolutely no foul play, and Jordan Willis, the resident of the home, is under no there's no chance at all right now we're even remotely considering him as somebody who committed a crime. The police say these three men froze to death. Now, the toxicology reports have to come back. It doesn't seem likely that they would have all three passed out drunk at the same time in the backyard and froze to death. It does seem likely to me that they may have taken something, like I think what we're looking for here is fentanyl, they may have gone outside away from the rest of the party and said, hey, let's go take this stuff. Let's go outside. And it knocked them out. And nobody noticed they were gone for whatever reason. And nobody was going out in the cold. But there's a lot to this story that doesn't add up. Okay, one was on the porch. A couple were in the backyard. This man has a dog. You're telling me the dog never, I mean, the dog goes out in the backyard. The man never took the dog out. Let's say it was a fence backyard. So he just opens the door and lets him out. You didn't see anything. The dog never barked. Dog never brought in clothing. That doesn't sound like a dog. There's a lot here that doesn't sound right. I think authorities believe this was an overdose. The three men OD'd on something, passed out, and then died. Or maybe died before they froze. I don't know, but this is one of the strangest story ever. And as the Chiefs are in the AFC title game, the rest of the country is now seeing the story because the lawyer's talking and so is the mom, one of the victims. The mom says she's, quote, furious. Nobody believes this story, unquote. She's the mother of 37-year-old David Harrington who died in that backyard. She said, nobody believes this story. Toxicology is the key. I don't know why it takes so long in high-profile cases to get the toxicology back, but it does. And apparently, it's still going to be another couple of weeks before they'll have any answers on toxicology. I think it is almost impossible to believe that there's no alcohol involved here. Most people that throw parties like this or whatever are having at least a beer or something. 
at the party, right? So we don't know, but that is one crazy story. And at this point, the police say we're not suspecting any foul play. There's another crazy story in St. Louis, a firefighter named Robert Dows, D-A-U-S. Robert Dows is single, and he's apparently a fairly prolific dater because the looks of two women who've died in his home, they're pretty hot. 2021, a woman named Grace uh, Holland committed suicide, according to authorities, inside Robert Dowse's house. Her family is suing him for wrongful death, saying he convinced her to do it or talked her into doing it or whatever. There doesn't seem to be any thought in any way that he pulled the trigger, but they were fighting or something, and then she had some, maybe she had mental health problems or whatever. I don't know. Single gunshot wound to the head. Authorities have determined that he had nothing to do with it. The family is suing him, wrongful death, saying that he coerced her or led her to this. Okay. But then January 16th, something really weird happened. He's dating a very pretty young lady, 39 years old, Dr. Sarah Sweeney, who moved to St. Louis from West Virginia to start her own practice. He's a firefighter, an EMT, and he met her at the emergency room where she worked a few months earlier and started dating her. The family in West Virginia never met the man, but she apparently stayed with him frequently. And she had a sudden death on January 16th, and authorities came to the house and found her. That is two dead girlfriends in your house in two and a half years. Dr. Sweeney had two serious lifelong health conditions. One of them could be fatal, but she had an EpiPen. And her family said she was well, obviously well-trained as a doctor to deal with all of this and that this wouldn't, could never have happened. They were alerted by the previous family of Grace Holland that Grace Holland had died there by suicide. And now everybody's looking at this Robert Douse going, what the heck? Again, presumed innocence. There's, in both cases, reasons why he didn't do anything wrong. But when you combine the two... It doesn't look like it's good business to be his girlfriend, no matter what. That's a crazy story. Keep your eye on that one in St. Louis. We'll see what authorities have to say on that front. And this gives me hope for my high school, Shawnee Mission North, if we could flip the school board, which we can't. We know these liberal school boards like to change the names and mascots of schools. They don't care about things like Shawnee Mission in the Shawnee Mission District. That's a racist term, right? The Shawnee Indian mission was racist in nature. The mission was to turn the Shawnee Indians into white people. That is the mission. The mission was teach them about Jesus. We're going to teach them about Christianity. We're going to turn them into white people. We're going to teach them how to farm better because we know how to you know, farm better than they do. We're going to teach them to be like us. Doesn't get any more racist than that. Shawnee mission. That's it. Shawnee mission. Oh, we'll leave that at Shawnee Mission North, but we got to change Indians. Well, in Southern York, Pennsylvania, they have a high school called Susquehannock High School. They were known as the Warriors until 2021 when a very liberal school board wiped it all out. They got rid of the logo. They got rid of the mascot. They got rid of the name. That's when locals took matters in their own hands and began running for school boards. They had an election in 22 and an election in 23. Seven new members to the nine-member board are all conservative. They ran using GOP logos, Republican logos, as conservatives. They won their freaking school board easily because it wasn't nonpartisan. 
They ran as conservatives. They said, we're taking our school board back. They won in landslides. They took over the board seven to two. And last week they voted seven to two. Seven new members over the last two years all voted to bring back the logo, bring back the mascot, and bring back the name. It's been reversed in Susquehannock High School in Southern York, Pennsylvania. Thank you. This is the model for the rest of the country. Go win your school board. Anybody in Kansas politics, Missouri politics, listening to this podcast, get the laws changed in these off-year votes. Make it mandatory to put Republican or Democrat or other by your name. That's it. Republican, Democrat, other, independent, whatever, Green Party, whatever you are, you have to declare something. Do this. They got their school back. I want the Indians back at Shawnee Mission North. We'll have to flip the board to get that done. I want that back. Sports Today is brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging. See what's inside. They're online at medimageks.com. You know the drill here. If you get the news from your doctor that you need an image, a scan, an MRI, or a CT scan, sometimes they're going to say, hey, call this number, call this office, and they're going to say, oh, we'll get you in in five weeks. Really? I have a tumor? And you want me to wait five weeks for a scan? No thanks. Don't do it. Advanced Medical Imaging will see you today or tomorrow, and they'll take your insurance. MedImageKS.com. This could be life-saving. MedImageKS.com. They also do the heart scans there out of pocket. Make 2024 the year that you get your plaque score and your heart scan. Especially, I'll say this, especially if you got the COVID shots. Get that heart scan. Do it. MedImageKS.com. 785-856-0224. Aminis. This is Aminis. All kinds of cool stuff to have fun indoors. Had a listener a couple weeks ago shoot me an email, say he closed the deal on a golden tea machine. He can't wait to have a golden tea machine in his house. They've got pool tables, shuffleboard, pinball, you name it, ping pong. It's all the air hockey. They'll get it all for you at Aminis. And spring is right around the corner. If you're looking for outdoor patio furniture, They've got it all. It's a great time to order exactly what you want in the fabric that you want. If your wife wants a specific color or fabric, go on into Aminis, work right there on the showroom floor with them, order the exact furniture you want. It'll be in a few weeks, and you'll be ready to enjoy a beautiful springtime evening with your loved ones. Aminis, the 105th Metcalf, also in St. Louis, Tulsa, and Oklahoma City. This is Aminis. Just down the street from there is Joslyn Jewelry. uh, They're at 95th and Antioch, just down from 105th and Metcalf, so... Ten blocks away and a couple streets over is all. Jocelyn's Jewelry is the jewelry you'll recommend to your friends and family because there is no commission. Valentine's Day is not far away, guys. Maybe this weekend is when you'll get out. Go in on a Saturday sometime or a Wednesday and say hi to Gary. He's not in there every day these days, but he's there Wednesdays and Saturdays. Tell him Kevin said hi. Ask for Dave or Cameron on the floor there. They're buddies of mine. No commissions again, but it's Valentine's Day. Get her something that sparkles at Jocelyn's. All right, here we go. My favorite AFC championship, Kansas City Chiefs number, heading into this week's game. The Kansas City Chiefs defense, the last seven games. I think you probably heard me say a couple times on the podcast Monday that if the Chiefs give up seven points in the second half, you're not beating them. Good luck. You better be up 24 to three. You're not beating them. The Kansas City Chiefs defense, the last seven games, in the second half. And when we love this about football, and we know this to be true about football, great football teams are completely different and better this time of year than they were earlier. They find their way. 
They find their personnel. They know what they're good at. Every team is new every year. That's why people don't repeat. That's why it's been so long since somebody repeated as Super Bowl champs. The Kansas City Chiefs defense the last seven games, which is really all that matters. Season was on the line. Go win your division. Make a run in the playoffs. Here we go. Last seven games in the second half. This is the number of points the Chiefs have given up. Six, seven, three, zero, six, zero, and seven. What I'm telling you is the Chiefs defense just played its worst second half in two months. (laughs) And yet they won the game. No, no, the defense won the game. Remember where they stopped Josh Allen on those two incomplete passes? Chris Jones blowing up the offensive lineman and shoving him into to, uh, Josh Allen and then flushing him out of the pocket for a throwaway pass on the third down play? Now the defense didn't force the missed field goal, but they did their job. That was going to be a tie game, and Patrick Mahomes was going to have the ball. Chiefs still win. You know they do. Butker wasn't going to miss. Folks, the Chiefs defense in the second half the last seven games, six, seven, three, zero, six, zero, seven. That is remarkable. Good luck to any team that doesn't score double digits in the second half against the Chiefs. Good luck. I'm just going to say good luck. The Baltimore Ravens this week feature the number 20 pass offense in the NFL. Number 20. All three other teams that are ahead or are alive are in the top seven. The Lions, the 49ers, and the Chiefs are 4, 6, and 7 in passing. And the Chiefs are better than that right now than they've been all year. The Chiefs right now are easily a top five pass offense, probably top three. Rasheed Rice has emerged. They're just better. MBS is catching the ball. They're better. So what do the Chiefs defense have to do this week? This is really simple. The Baltimore Ravens are the number one rushing offense in the NFL. Most of the reason is the same thing we saw with Josh Allen the other day. Yes, the Ravens can run the ball. Not saying they can't run the ball, but mostly what they get is a quarterback that goes out and rushes for 60 yards or more. Okay? That pass rush in the second half, you do not have to sack Lamar Jackson. All you got to do is make him throw the damn ball. You contain this man in the pocket and make him throw it. You want him throwing it. Folks, you know how you watch the other team when you're watching the Chiefs and the quarterback scrambling a little bit or does this and they throw it and you're like, oh boy, you just know they're going to complete one because you've seen Mahomes do it and you've had your heart broken so many times. That's all you want Sunday. Please, Lamar, throw it. The only way for Lamar to be Lamar is for him to throw it. That's my saying, Lamar being Lamar. When I watch him turn it over twice in a game and his team lose, he loses more games than most quarterbacks. Mahomes lost games this year. He lost the Raiders game. We've seen it. It's been painful to watch. But Mahomes, I've got some numbers for you here. It ain't happening now. The quarterback can just flat out lose the game for you. And Lamar Jackson, believe you me, is capable of losing this game. Single-handedly. The way you do that is you contain him on a pass play. And you make him throw it. If you can get the sack, you'll take it. But you cannot let him out of that pocket and run. That's what you can't have. You cannot allow the long runs. We saw Josh Allen bust a couple of them the other day. But the Chiefs in the second half were completely different. What Allen have? 50 in the first half and 20 in the second? We'll give Lamar Jackson 20 yards each half rushing the ball. Make him throw it. That's the game. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, that last thing they want to see is Patrick Mahomes throwing it. AFC Championship version, Patrick Mahomes, here we go. He is the first quarterback in history now 
to win three straight postseason games without getting sacked and not having a turnover. It's never happened before. So that's last year's Super Bowl and the two games this year. That's three consecutive postseason games with zero sacks and zero turnovers. It's never happened. That's where Mahomes is. We know if Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over, you don't beat the Chiefs. We know that. Six years in the league, Patrick Mahomes is 13-3. and three. With a win Sunday, he ties Peyton Manning, Steve Young, John Elway, and Terry Bradshaw with 14 wins. He's, he's in his sixth year. What? If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, you're in the numbers here. I won't quite get there. Montana's 16. Brady is 35. That's the only two guys left. This is ridiculous. Total yards per game in the postseason, Patrick Mahomes number one all time. Total completion percentage in the postseason, Patrick Mahomes number one of all time. Touchdown to interception ratio in the history of the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes number one of all time. And passer rating in the history of the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes number one of all time. He's an MVP player in the postseason, basically. Patrick Mahomes is eight and three in his career as an underdog, including last week's win. Chiefs were an underdog. And if the Chiefs win, this is number, oh, this, oh no, this game is number 17 total for Mahomes. This is crazy. This is number 17. This is the 17th playoff game. The Arizona Cardinals, in some iteration, have been a professional football team since 1920. 105 years, the Arizona Cardinals have played in 17 playoff games. Pat Mahomes is tying the Arizona Cardinals this year, this week, for playoff games. It's just insane. And I love this story. Donovan Smith, the tackle for the Chiefs, took two X and said, wow, the Bills were rough. Bills Mafia was something, but the team's pretty brutal too. They didn't give the Chiefs any hot water after the game. Apparently, they all went to shower and there was no hot water. Now, it's possible it ran out by the time Big, Big Donovan got in there. I don't know. But it's not unusual for teams to have shenanigans and do things like that. Rick Bertholder, the head athletic trainer of the Kansas City Chiefs, said that as he was coming and going on the team bus, all he saw was two middle fingers from Bills fans. And he tweeted out, coincidence? I don't think so. Those are the fingers that I wear my rings on. <laughs> I guess it's a thing. Some people in football get size for their middle finger and put it on their middle finger because they're married or whatever, and they don't want it on their ring finger. They put it on that hand, and I'm going to guess some guys like showing off their finger and their ring doing that. That was a good one, Rick. Nice job. Job well done. Not quite as good as the job Joel Embiid pulled off. Mahomes was great last week. Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers, the University of Kansas, last night scored 70 points. Embiid was 24 out of 31. I'm sorry, 24 out of 41 from the field. 21 out of 23 from the free throw line. He breaks the 76 franchise rec 76ers franchise record of 68 points by Wilt Chamberlain. That's just amazing. Embiid's previous high personally was 59. It's the 14th time someone in the NBA has done this. There are not 14 people. Like, Wilt's got a bunch of them. So, <laughs> 70 or more. Joel Embiid, what a freak, man. Best player in the league? Wow, is he something else. Amazing. Congratulations. Great night. As they beat the San Antonio Spurs, I'm no fan of the Spurs because I don't like Popovich. I think he's a douche. I said it. Your final final is brought to you by Cross Kitchens. Online at crosskitchenskc.com. Folks, this might be the year to remodel. Time for new flooring, countertops. Even if it's something as simple as 
carpets coming out and your cabinets and you're redoing walls or, you know, doing all that. They'll, they'll look at any job, no matter how big or small. Cross Kitchens, KC.com, 816-898-7047. You're going to like Tim Cross and his family, I promise. Buck Disposal is a new business uh, along with Buck Roofing as part of Buck Services. This is for contractors, estate sales, people who are cleaning out homes, flipping houses. If you're selling a property that you've inherited, Buck Disposal will bring a dumpster to your site. You fill it up, they take it away. These national companies, corporations that do this are unreliable. Their call centers are out of town and they are not on time. And Ron Buck went out and bought a hundred of these bad boys and says, I'm going to be the best in Kansas City at this. I'm going to be on every job for everyone on time and do it right. Buckdisposal.com, 913-242-7695. And Ideal Health KC is regenerative medicine. You've heard a lot about regenerative medicine. It could be for you. I highly recommend Dr. Kip Van Camp because he's a double board certified interventional radiologist, but he's been doing this now for almost 15 years. He started doing this as a passion to help his dad. When his dad started to get sick, he wanted to help prolong his dad's life, and he did. And he's learned more and more and more. Dr. Van Camp is the guy who gets published in journals all over the world about regenerative medicine. He can be your doctor too, right here in Kansas City. K7 and Shawnee Mission Parkway in Shawnee. It's Ideal Health, KC.com. 913-745-5300 for Dr. Van Camp. Our final final is Dying Media. Dying. Sports Illustrated is closing shop, at least for now. They have a parent company that may try to save them. We'll see. They've laid everybody off. Sports Illustrated is done. They put a transgender on the cover of their swimsuit issue, and they've supported transgenders in sports. They've, done, they've, they've put large women on the cover of their swimsuit issue. They've just gone hard left. Done. Doesn't work. Sports fans don't want it. Magazines are dying. You would have thought the website could stay alive. Didn't happen. HBO's Real Sports, done. Folding up shop, done. Paramount has announced they're doing layoffs. Paramount is a movie maker. They're joining Disney, NBC Universal, Amazon, MGM, and Universal Music Group for massive corporate layoffs in the entertainment industry. People are hooked on their phones, man. I'm telling you. They find TikTok, Instagram, X easily as entertaining as watching some liberal movie with some BS plot trying to force something down our throat. Americans are turning away in droves. We're getting dumber probably in a lot of ways watching TikTok videos all day. But somehow we are getting slightly more educated about politics as a country. It's cutting through the crap. Like there's some good people on the right getting things through and kids are starting to see it. We're seeing a pretty good shift with young Americans toward Republican right now, especially young men. We're seeing a pretty big shift with young men in this country back to the Republican Party. So somehow it's cutting through, and we love that. But I'm not going to sit here and shed any crocodile tears over Sports Illustrated going away. I'm not going to shed any tears of AM radio dies anymore. I, I would have told you when we started this podcast what a passion of mine radio is, and it is. It's fading every day. It's fading every day. What I've realized is what I like is this art form. I like spoken audio. I like doing it. I like listening to it. I know you do too, or you wouldn't be listening. And I thank you for that. I like this craft, but I really don't care if it's on television, satellite, streaming, 
radio, podcasting, doesn't matter to me. It's wherever you can reach people. And right now, the way to reach them is on their phone, their devices, their laptop, their computer, whatever. And we're seeing that everywhere as a lot of traditional media are fading. There's your episode of KKHI. Come on, we're getting real close. Find some friends. Please tell them to hit the like, follow, or subscribe button. Or if you haven't done it, please find a way to do it or get somebody to help you hit it. I'm all, I'm so close to 60,000. We're really close to 60,000 followers now on the podcast. That is incredible. I can't thank you enough for that. If you'd like to join as a patron, sign up at kkasissues.com for five bucks a month. We've got a couple new patrons this week. I'll shoot the newsletter from Saturday, uh, Sunday. I'll shoot you Sunday's newsletter. I'll send it right off to you. If you join up this week, I'll send it to you and you'll get the entire library of patron podcasts. You can listen to those right away. It's all right there. KKasissues.com. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com. For as little as $5 a month, support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.